what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down, down with the unbougie food aid. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the unbougie food aid. Good morning, good morning, St. Paul. This is Wesley Wright, your unbougie foodie. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is a wonderful Saturday, and I have a few guests in the uh, in the booth with me. Uh, creators of Triple Crown Barbecue Sauce, um, and I'm excited to have have them in with me but even before we begin let me first give you an opportunity to call into the radio station if you have any questions because they're going to be telling us a lot about their product their barbecue sauce uh, and maybe even answering some questions about grilling and everything and talking about food but also uh, I have another guest in that is also a home chef and he's been on the show before so Give me just a second, but the phone number is important, so I'll introduce everyone in just a moment. Uh, it is 651-200-3479. Again, that's 651-200-3479. Make sure that you call in and ask any type of questions. Maybe you have a suggestion, um, but let's start the show. First off, uh, I want to introduce uh, Andy Wright. Andy, if you would say hello. Hello and good morning, everybody. Great to be here. <laughs> Thank you. And then Nate, if you would say hello as well. Hi, everybody. Great to be on. And then Brad. Brad Becker. <laughs> good morning. Glad to be back. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, once again, um, I want to thank you all so much for, for joining us and join you gentlemen for all joining me to talk about your product. Um, you know, as always, I, well, you don't know, but Brad knows. I do. I always encourage uh, my guests to talk about themselves. And so, Andy, if you could start and maybe tell a little bit about yourself and what do you do? And, of course, your relation with the your barbecue sauce. That's a big question. <laughs> so we're we're going to go all the way back. So cool. I'll let everyone know that I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So let's just get that out. Cool. Um, I've lived in Minneapolis now for a dozen years. And uh, I've been involved with food, well, as a human forever, of course. Um, I've always been a big food person. Uh, as I mentioned, I started out in Milwaukee, so I was uh, remembering uh, my early days in the backyard with a Weber grill and a brat, and, uh, or a lot of brats, actually. <laughs> so I've always been a grill aficionado, love cooking out, cook out through the winter at least uh, a couple times a week. Uh, outside, and I actually enjoy it. It's really fun to do it in the winter. A lot of people don't. Those are the best months. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more of an adventure, and, and a lot of the reason I like uh, cooking out is the adventure of cooking out is is so much different than cooking in the kitchen, and it's just nice to be outside. So I, as I mentioned, I've been involved with food for my whole life in different ways. I've been uh, in 
let's see, I'd say now it's almost six years that I've been involved with Triple wow. Crown. So okay. what happened was the, there was a gentleman named Richard Schaff who is from St. Paul, who was a is a hobbyist barbecue sauce maker. And I had met him a number of years ago. He had a, a craft or a small, I, I call it kind of a hobby business. And you know, a few things happened with them that made them decide that they wanted to retire and the business would have gone away and I knew him and I knew the product and I loved no, it. Can't let well, that it happen. would have disappeared. The Triple <laughs> Crown, yeah, he named the sauce originally uh, because he had won three blue ribbons at the Minnesota State Fair over the years and so that's where the Triple Crown name came from. That's cool. And anyway, the sauce was just going to go away because it's not easy to sell a small uh, business like that but I love the product uh, and I said you know I've never owned a small business and I kind of like the idea I've always had some struggles working in larger organizations uh, because I like a little more freedom to roam <laughs> than most people <laughs> cool. so uh, I took over and it, at that point this uh, Triple Crown was a single product it was a, it was not an organic product so we did a little um, fiddling around I'd say a little bit more complex than I had originally thought okay but we revised the recipe to make it an organic gluten-free and vegan product uh, within about two years of starting of taking over and so that there was a it everything was a bit more complicated than I thought it would be but a lot of pounding the pavement a lot of you know building accounts and getting the business sort of off the ground and I did most everything myself but definitely so, enjoyable though right i mean oh yeah as we've discussed before the the show started you know food is such a great connector every everybody on earth eats and we all have that common bond so when we're barbecue is a great example of yeah. uh, i mean people of all stripes are chowing down exactly barbecue. sure <laughs> exactly and uh that's one of the reasons why i'm in food in general in my whole life even before this is because it's something that we all uh, can uh, be united about and enjoy sure. together no matter where we came from cool do you have any type of background well i'm sorry even prior to actually taking on this what type of uh, activities did you have um regarding food well i did uh couple things uh, my brother uh, started a, a bakery in the Twin Cities uh, in the mid 90s when I was here at graduate school so I became a, a bread baker nice maker uh, nice. and that was actually the first time I mm, I really dove into being in the food realm and so that was the mid 90s uh, eventually I uh, worked a full year on a, a local organic farm just because I wanted to see what this was all about. Like, cool. How much work does this take? Right. What is this all about to produce food? And that was the most difficult job I've ever had. Uh, working outside, uh, using uh, all of the strength that you have every day. I remember each weekend that came on Saturday, I was just, I couldn't barely move uh -huh. because we were outside working so hard. <laughs> but I worked on a farm. I was on the co-op, uh, wedge co-op board oh, cool. uh, of directors okay. for, for a couple of years. And then... Uh, I had finished my master's degree, which is actually in public policy, so uh, kind of unrelated, but uh, useful. There it is helps. a connection. <laughs> of somehow. course, of course. Sure. Well, food. I mean, there's a. It's kind of complicated, but I got involved with organics and being on the wedge board because I learned at school uh, that 
agriculture was our number one source of pollution in water and land in this country. Mm. And it didn't seem to me that that needed to be the case. And so that's where my roots in organic started because of the destruction um, of conventional agriculture. And I felt like we don't need to produce food that way. If we need to destroy in order to eat, there's something wrong. Right, exactly. <laughs> Admittedly. So ultimately, I... I did work in Wisconsin. I worked for Organic Valley, okay. the dairy uh, cooperative, for six years in uh, marketing um, events across the country and trade shows. And then I came. That was t- 2002, 2008. And then I moved up here in the in the middle of the, the economic disaster. Sure. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a difficult time. Uh, but I ultimately I landed a work with a food distributor, and that's how I met the. Uh, the maker of the sauce because he came to us and then we brought it in and I was selling it. So that's how I had an intimate knowledge of this. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Um, and uh, so the business itself, I've been doing, it'll be six years this fall. Nice. Well, congratulations. An adventure. No, I mean, <laughs> so, it, it's a, it's a time. It's a perfect time. I mean, here we are at the, I, I'm going to say beginning of spring, middle of spring, whatever. Don't jinx, don't jinx it. <laughs> I, it's I know. It's something. <laughs> it's something. But it's warm. That's so right. it's people are already starting to grill and everything. They're pulling out their grills and getting ready and everything. And what better time to be talking about barbecue sauce and <laughs> Can't things. Argue with that. No, exactly. Nate, if tell us a little bit about yourself, if you would. Sure. So I am also from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, I grew up in Mequon, which is about 20 minutes north. Uh, so Andy and I are both, you know, good old Wisconsinites. Um, my travels took me to La Crosse, Wisconsin for my undergrad, um, where I actually um, met a gentleman from Organic Valley um, that Andy and I um, had both mutually known. So that was kind of a, a first kickoff when we had met. Um, but I actually had met Andy through graduate school up here at the U of M, um, going for my uh, MBA, Masters of Business. And uh, Andy had, had uh, needed some help in his marketing. Um, and I'm, I'm currently down in Rochester as well, working for IBM um, in the finance department. Um, and so I thought, you know, that'd be a great way to, you know, learn a little bit more about the marketing, learn a, bo- a bit more about, um, you know, I guess food in general. I, I never really had done anything side of the business. Um, I'd really worked, you know, in, in finance and at IBM with the IT side of things. So it was something that was much more relatable, something that, you know, you know, growing up, you know, my dad would have a barbecue or, you know, we'd have friends <laughs> over and right. you know, it was a great time. And, you know, you just don't have that with, you know, kind of the technology world. You don't have that, you know, interconnectivity, um, you know, that people, you know, we don't bond around an iPhone. You know, so it's... Um, I met Andy and uh, thought it'd be a good, good fit. And honestly, um, I mean, it, it's really kind of changed my perspective on um, food in that he, I mean, like he was saying, you know, the organic kind of spin to things, um, it, it changes the way people eat. Okay. Um, I mean, working with him, I've met a, a number of folks. Um, we were on a, a vegan show um, and not necessarily that I'm a vegan, but you know, it, it was it was eye-opening to see kind of why these people go into, you know, the, the food and the eating habits that they do and, you know, just to kind of understand more about them. And, you know, it was kind of like this kind of foreign culture, I guess, if you will. Okay. And, you know. Are it, we talking about organics? Oh, once again, like or just vegan culture. Vegan, okay. Yeah. And, it, you know, it, and not that I, you know, like I said, I'm vegan, but it was just um, extremely eye-opening to see, you know, the reasons why and, you know, what, what kind of... Um, 
food habits that they had and how they had you know, designed their um, eating schedule or their um, kind of dietary needs and wants around this um, you know, substance that was foreign to me. Okay. Um, so it was very exciting. Cool. But, um, Thanks yeah. so much. Brad. Hi. Uh, you've been here before. So I've you, been here you, before. You know the spiel. No. <laughs> I think so. Uh, well, just tell us a little bit. Plus, for uh, our guests that are here, too. I mean, you're a guest, but you know, sure. you're know, you kind of like family, whatever. <laughs> well, uh, hey, I'll take it. Um, let them know, if you would, or let our audience listeners know um, what you do. Sure. And you know, there have been some other things that have happened in your life recently. Oh, yeah. My, so. life, is, my life is pretty juicy right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I, I also have a connection to the Milwaukee area. That's where my grandparents are from. Uh, both grandparents were born in Milwaukee, lived in La Crosse for a time. They got married in Chicago. Uh, my mom was born in La Crosse. So um, I moved here. We, they moved to California way before I was born. But I moved back out here. Um, so I always feel like my roots are with Wisconsin. I'm not a Packers fan, but... Uh, I still go to games from time to time, but uh, no, I'm um, I'm I'm a I hate to call, I hate the word chef because I'm not a chef, but I'm a home cook. He's a um, chef. I'm a home cook. Um, I I try he could, to he avoid, can fight it. Uh, I can fight it, I guess, but I try to avoid any pretense with the word chef. Um, I, the the heart of it is this: I like to eat well, and I feel if I'm going to do something three times a day, or in my case, five times a day, eat meals. Uh, it might as well be good and worth my time, right? So um, I don't like eating bad food, and it's really expensive to buy food at restaurants. Um, not to mention a lot of restaurants don't source ingredients yes. uh, ethically, uh, and that's really what's close to my heart is, is ethically sourced, high-quality ingredients. Um, and we've talked about that. We have, so, yeah, yeah, we've talked about that. So this uh, the idea of an organic, vegan, gluten-free barbecue sauce is right up my alley. Yeah. Um, because I do, I do like to barbecue. I do like to smoke meats. Um, it's, uh, it, you know, barbecue is one of those things that I would call, you know, it's uniquely American in that mm-hmm. we don't, it's not something that you, I mean, there's other forms of barbecue, but the way we do barbecue is unique to us. Of course. And I absolutely love it. So um, very much an amateur um, meat smoker, as it were. But, uh, I believe him. You, you know, I'll take the compliment. Thank you very much. Uh, but uh, I love to, um, I, I smoke a lot of pork. Um, I've toyed with brisket and, and uh, you know, beef country ribs, things like that. But for me, I love smoking pork ribs, um, smoking uh, pork loin. I do one for Thanksgiving. I usually get the uh, 14, 16 pound uh, pork loin from a local butcher here in town. Yeah, he's a cra- he's uh, crazy. Yeah, and it works great. Uh, I'm just a cook, though. Yeah, I'm just a cook, though. But yeah, when you got 20 people to feed it, your table on Thanksgiving, you kind of oh, gotta hey. roll out the red carpet a that bit. That doesn't sound like an amateur to me. No, no well, it's not <laughs> exactly. No I have, amateur. I have to be humble because someone will come in here and just and smack me down with technique. But uh, I make it work, and I feed people, and they like my food. So that's me. Can we just live in your garden? In the back? Yep, yep. I grow vegetables every year. Um, I try to grow stuff that I know I'm going to be using in my recipes throughout the summer. Um, so I grow, uh, I grow lots of tomatoes, lots of hot peppers. I love spicy food. I love food with heat. Um, a friend of mine has a hobby farm out west that uh, with 28 acres, and I'm actually going out there tomorrow to plant watermelon and pumpkins oh, wow. for the fall. Okay. And we put down probably 60 or 70 garlic bulbs uh, last fall, right before freeze, uh, and those have already started to pop we've up. We've got to talk because we'll talk, we'll talk garlic. Yeah. And speaking of organic, we actually got the starters from a farmer out there who has an org- 100% organic farm, and okay. he raises cattle, and he, he grows vegetables, and he's actually a research fellow with the U of M for garlic. A really interesting guy. Oh, so please, um, we so, definitely yeah, have it to was talk. Re- it was really cool, but we've got all kinds of cool garlic coming up 
It's going to be great. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, we're not getting off subject, but I have to ask. Yeah. Have you been introduced to something called Enchilium Red or maybe Georgia Fire? Uh-uh. No. Okay, yeah, we're going to have to talk no, more. No, no, no. <laughs> well, no, we plant. I mean, but, what I, the names of the garlic we planted is escaping me. Okay. Um, I think one of them was like a Hungarian red garlic. Okay. Uh, but yeah, really interesting stuff. Yeah, I learned a lot. That's going to be yeah. some interesting talk oh, conversation. Yeah. Yep, I just got a picture yesterday of the little green shoots coming up out of the ground. Nice, so. nice. Yeah. But you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Say, when, when did you plant that already? Uh, uh, we put like that. October? We put that down in October. Okay. Yep, we put that down in October. Um, the way he's got his farm set up is we actually there was an old part next to the barn that was where they the previous owners had kept chickens. Sure. So we knew that ground was just as fertile per, as right. could be, is perfect. So we turned the chickens loose on it for a couple weeks so they could just scratch the dirt and get everything cleaned up. And then we just we dug our furrows and, and put our bulbs down and, and covered it a little bit of straw and just let it sit. Wow. You know, give it positive vibes throughout the winter time. And I was out there last Sunday and um, little tiny shoots coming up and now they're actually really farther through. out exactly yeah so just a little bit of warmth and sunshine on that really made those bulbs start to sprout that's cool mm-hmm. so been, cool have you been pulling the straw off yep or we pulled the okay. straw off yesterday or, or he pulled the straw off yesterday a little bit of ice under it still but okay. um you know he gets to he's the one that lives there so he gets to do all the hard work i get to reap the benefits of, of, the, garlic. of the garlic but uh, <laughs> he does all the hard work out there. we uh, we just planted our own and so this, yeah. is, this is my first uh garlic garlic harvest yeah, so I'm, I'm, it's really interesting. And that farmer, gotta, that farmer that we met straw. was, yeah, he was yeah. super jazzed about it. And he's like, oh, let us know how much acres you have. We can, I'll show you how to turn a profit with garlic. And you just tell us how many acres and we'll get it done. And I, yeah, this there, is a, that's there's, another there's topic on show. Yeah. I'm telling <laughs> you, I, for it, yeah, you, you but, have no idea how much because well, we'll chat. Yeah, we're going to have we'll to. Chat. Importantly, we have to get back on topic <laughs> with the barbecue sauce. <laughs> so, gentlemen, please. Okay, so you all, you can't see it, but um, there are four different types of gar- uh, barbecue sauces that are here. I was going to say garlic, sorry. <laughs> barbecue sauces. See what you did? I, I ruined you. You did. There is garlic in every one of them. Oh, that's okay, that's okay, what I was going to ask. You know, <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, but there are four different types. Please tell us about I'm sorry, each one of them, if you would. Can we start with the garlic one? Uh, yes, sure. please. Let's start with the garlic one. So this is crazy uh, stuff. And so the, one of our two new sauces that we just are launching right now is the black, called black garlic. And so most people I encountered don't know what black garlic is. I'm yes. sure everyone in this room does. <laughs> yes. So it's an ancient, uh, well, ancient is the wrong word, but it's an old, uh, it's an Asian uh, ingredient. It's... Korean, as far as I know, but everyone I speak to uh, that's Asian says it comes from their country. But <laughs> the Korean uh, is the most uh, convincing argument. So what it is is a um, it's an aging process. So the it's not actually black garlic to begin with. It's not a strain or a type of garlic. It's a process. So some people call it fermented uh, garlic, but it's not technically fermented. And I can't tell you what the name is of the word. That it's martinizing. 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 That's dry cleaning. Yeah, that's a dry cleaning. No, I know. No, I know. I have teasing. It's a word that starts with an M and whatever. So, but it's a chemical, it's a process. It's a chemical transformation. So it takes about six to eight weeks is uh, what I'm knowing um, to create black garlic. And so it's at a high temperature and high humidity environment. And so the fresh garlic that goes in is transformed into something that looks more like a date or a fig like consistency it's mm. almost completely 
black as I mean it's very dark and it's it's like a it has a it's super pungent it's a very strong flavor it's very I guess the unami word maybe come into play yeah. here um, yeah. umami. umami umami yeah whatever okay <laughs> <laughs> no correction no, just no, like it's a buzz it's a buzzword <laughs> you got to know the buzzwords man. exactly <laughs> all right so let's get that right all right so but no, anyway I... the uh, the the profile the flavor is just crazy i mean the aroma and the, the flavor i can't really do it justice but it's it's by i can't really describe it that well uh, and i frankly myself just found out about it last summer i went to a garlic festival in hutchinson minnesota which i encourage everyone if they're interested in garlic to attend right. uh it's an awesome event and it just so happens that our booth space was right next to a black garlic oh producer. how cool is that so one of the struggles I've had with the business over the years was figuring out where do we go with this? What are we going to do that's different, new, whatever? And this hit me right away. That day when I was there, I was like, this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because that flavor profile combined with what we're making, which is a Kansas City style barbecue sauce, it brings together these two different worlds in a way that uh, I, I knew it was the right thing to do yeah. right off the bat. What and a great then, idea. Right. And it was like, oh my God. Thank God I was patient because sometimes you can't just produce ideas. Some things just have to uh, take their ferment. own time. Right. <laughs> yeah, really. How appropriate. Very, very true. Yeah. Take their time. But anyway, so that's the black garlic thing is crazy. We've gotten great feedback. Uh, I've gone to trade shows uh, actually in Asia and in Europe with this product and people are, uh, are just uh, on fire with it. Sure. It's awesome well, product. you know, I, I, I'm jumping because I'm excited by what you just said too. The fact that you know, looking on your website and everything, it you're international. That's what that was this makes this just me. like <laughs> so awesome too. You know, what happened when? How did that come about? Or what was uh, that process like? Okay, so it wasn't in the original business plan. I can tell you that um, because it just didn't occur to me at all. But then I met some folks who work for and with the Organic Trade Association. Okay. I met them at a trade show, whatever it was, probably four years ago. And um, they told me about a program that enables small companies to attend trade shows, uh, international trade shows. So when I heard about that, I said, well, that's kind of weird, uh, or not weird, but it's like, this is not something I would have expected. But I said, well, if the financial barrier is reduced, uh, then I'm gonna give it a shot. And so I went to the, the first trade show I went to was in Germany, uh, it's an all organic show that is the only all organic food show in the world actually, wow. uh, called BioFac, and it is an awesome, this is my favorite uh, trade show of all time. And we got an intense amount of interest in our product. And eventually we, um, I found an agent uh, in Europe who operates out of Denmark. And we, that's our biggest market for product outside so of the cool. US. So about half of what we make is exported. Wow. Interesting. So it, the, into the Middle East and to uh, Taiwan and some into Japan and then into Scandinavia is our biggest market in Europe and we're just about to start selling into France and we just shipped to Iceland for the first time. That's wow. crazy. How that's cool a, that? that's amazing. That really is. When I looked on on um, on your website, I was saying, okay, where can I purchase this? And then it said the international. So I went to the international thinking, okay, maybe I was like, this is an ex 
yeah. extensive list. <laughs> like, I'm I was really impressed. I mean, not not just because you all are here, but I was like, this is this is a big yeah. operation. Not just driving a couple <laughs> no, cases up to Winnipeg. Exactly. Or, you, know, you know, this is really really way. cool. Yeah. <laughs> this is really it, cool. It started very hands on and low key, and now I still, whenever I can, do things directly with stores or events. I mean, I do relish that and I enjoy having simple connections with people at events and at stores and stuff like that that are here but this other part of the business is quite interesting Understood. I mean I, I, people ask me why I do it because the the United States is such a big country you, you have a massive market in this country and I said well it's kind of a novelty I mean it's to me it's it's quite fascinating I mean it's also a headache in a lot of ways but because of the complexity of dealing with international movement of food products but it is exciting. I've met people in places and got developed relationships that I never would have imagined. Wow. You know? And I'm not, I don't think of myself as really a business person. I'm sure. more of, I'm playing one on TV, but. Uh, <laughs> that, congratulations to you. I'm learning as I go. You, that, congratulations to you on that. That's and great. That's, that's really awesome. And I apologize. I, like I said, I got a little bit excited and I jumped to that. But please, let's go on some more. If you want to talk a little bit more about the black one or if you want to go to the next one. Okay, so another thing about the black garlic uh, is that it's quite, and this was unintentional, I'm, ha I'm glad it happened, that we are sourcing the black garlic from a farm in, or an operation in Wisconsin that is right near where Organic Valley is. In fact, the people who run it used to work there. Oh, wow, okay. Totally surprising. And then the other new product we're making is a hickory bourbon, and the bourbon is coming from Michigan. Um, and when that's also, I just put it out there trying to find some organic bourbon in bulk because you can't just buy little bottles. Right. <laughs> so we have to buy, you know, it, each batch takes about five gallons okay. of bourbon to make. And so we have to buy it in those containers. And the, the company that responded was the Journeyman Distillery in Michigan. And again, it's interesting being in business when you're looking for ingredients and put stuff out there. You never know who's going to respond. Right. And, and especially with these relatively unique items like organic bourbon whiskey and, and organic black garlic, there are very few people that are making this stuff wow. to begin with. So it's been, this all happened, these two new flavors basically were you know born, the idea was born fall, late fall, really, like we're gonna do it. And then the first production happened in d December. And ironically, those first production runs were shipped to Europe. Okay. <laughs> so it was actually Dang not it. even for sale here. <laughs> but we did start selling it here, uh, you know, with, it was about a month ago. Okay. Now, uh, but the it's been an, a total adventure. I didn't expect to launch two products at once, but it was the, our distributor in Sweden said, you've got to make a bourbon product because really? that'll sell. And I said, well, Our of case. course we can do that. Yeah. I say yes. And now I'm reeling because <laughs> I've, been, I've been just overly involved in in my business like to an extent where i'm like okay i gotta look forward to a little break at some point here when the dust has settled because i just got back from lithuania three days ago oh wow and the other story is that we're now starting to produce product there next week we're going to make product in lithuania for distribution in europe and that's not something I planned on either. But my partner over there said, if we don't make it over here, we can't compete right. price-wise. And I had no, unbeknownst to me, okay, I had no idea how competitive the marketplace is in Europe. I just, I don't, 
I didn't realize how competitive it was. This is the bottom line. And so when you're shipping product from here, you, you know, you got to pay for the shipping. You got to pay tariffs mm -hmm. to get it in the European Union and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden your product is not working okay. on the shelf, even if it's the greatest stuff on earth. Right. And so I've been just neck deep in logistics and custom stuff and producing different labels. I mean, I, I can't. <laughs> no. I anyway, I'm, I'm looking for the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, hopefully that's next week because oh, yeah. we were trying to produce there like two months ago and but it, everything takes so much longer than i had imagined okay because sure. stuff you do here yeah you could do it next week right, right? but you cannot do anything next week in when you're dealing with international exactly stuff. sure <laughs> it takes a lot of planning and so forth um the next one all right uh, okay so yeah. we originally the classic was the original product um and we had that for two years as a loan product okay and that's our, our what I, I call it the flagship product that's what everything else is based upon uh we came up with a uh, spicy or hot spicy version of that called the cayenne um and th i suppose that was about three years ago with a that's my best guess and then the the last two the black garlic and the hickory bourbon then are brand new and there's they're built on the same core recipe except for the two new ones we dropped the amount of sweetener by about a third okay so it's pretty it, that's a big change and it works because those two the bourbon and the black garlic the the flavor profiles you can really grab much better without with by reducing the amount of sugar gotcha well gosh that's a whole lot of uh it's a it's a lot of product but depending upon what type of either meat that you're make um, that you're preparing or the various types of i don't know you could use them on certain condiments and so forth i'm thinking dip it uh, in celery or dip celery in it that's uh, my uh, mouth's watering i want to try them all mine is uh <laughs> on brussels sprouts and sure. you know, doing some roasted oh, brussels yeah, sprouts yeah. and everything like that and drizzling a little especially this black garlic yeah. one yeah. uh yeah, yeah. low that's uh, intriguing. exactly and people are using it for in all you know, all sorts of, we have a neighbor across the street who's i think Pretty much all of her eating of this, and she comes over and gets a gallon for oh. me, sure. <laughs> periodically. Uh, and she's eating with vegetables. That's what she does with yeah. it. Oh wow! You know, and then as uh, Nate mentioned, we we do a lot with uh, vegan. I mean, I have a vegan uh, chef that we work with who uses tempeh and okay. tofu quite a bit mm -hmm. uh, as well. And, and frankly, if you're talking vegan people who are not eating meat actually need this more than those of us who do eat meat because it offers a ton of flavor okay. and, and it's a big bang for the buck no matter what you're eating it with okay so if to me you know as the meat eater still to this day which could change i mean yeah, you never right. know yeah, exactly um that flavor it, it's tough to replicate that the amount of flavor that you get from meat so if you're cooking vegan and using this product you can you get a lot. That's happening. Sure. I think that's probably one of the things that uh, individuals that they maybe have some friends that are vegan or vegetarian. They're like, okay, I would try it, but I need some flavor. I, I <laughs> right. can't do it just plain. What do you put on it? I, I don't know. Yep, right. This is a perfect example of product or sauce, this barbecue sauce. I mean, that you could, I mean, yes, we're talking about it at barbecue sense, but the sauce itself can be used in so many different ways. Yeah. I mean, it's like a very we just, versatile it's, agreement. Yes, yeah, very much. So, I mean, like you mentioned, you know, putting it on vegetables, you know, certain roasted vegetables or sautés or, or whatever the case is, yeah. it goes so 
uh, many different um, ways that, yeah. When I get or learn about new products, my first mind is just like, what will I have it with? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, because that, that's just how my mind goes when it comes down to food or product or whatnot. So anyway. Um, I'm thinking about the three racks of ribs that are currently thawing in my fridge right now. See, why does he do that? <laughs> but this is the reason why he's here too. You know, he but he he'll say these things, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have us mouthwatering on the other end. So yeah, That's what I, I could I could only imagine what our listeners are probably thinking. <laughs> which again, I have not forgotten about you all. So please, uh, if you have any type of questions for uh, Andy or for Nate or for Brad too, because you know they're all experts here in their own right in their own field. Um, Oh my, I always forget to turn it off. Uh, <laughs> but please. So higher power. <laughs> please feel free to give us a call here at 651-200-3479. Again, that number, 651-200-3479. Last week I gave the wrong number. Whoops. <laughs> I know. Now, that was at the beginning of the show. I think I was just too whatever. What was I think I was too excited about the jingle. I don't remember. But in the middle of the show, I made sure to make it up. But it was just the first thought. I could only imagine what people were thinking. Okay, you gave the wrong number. I'm like, did I? Oh, man. That's a great prank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I know. Um, Nate, um, I want to ask how, because you reached out to me uh, or somebody. It was you. Yeah. And I want one, I want to say thank you. Um, but. How did you find out about the show? I mean, that's what I was curious about because I'm always, um, I know the show is out there yeah. and, and so forth. And, um, but I was like, wow, there's there's somebody that's asking uh, asking me a question about the show. I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of my a lot of my time is spent on Instagram. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so I, you know, look at a lot of you know food uh, profiles, a lot of you know different event pages. Right. Um, and I saw your Instagram page initially, um, which brought me to your website. Okay. Um, and, you know, I was kind of <laughs> reading you. through and seeing kind of some of the work that you had done and, you know, the topics that you'd covered on the show. And I thought, you know, with um, sort of the food equality or, you know, food um, justice, social, right? Yeah, food justice, yeah. food justice that you've had uh, talked about on the show and, you know, how our product is aimed towards, um, you know, the organic or, you know, the food ethical kind of area. Um, I just thought it'd be a great fit. No, oh, and um, I really am glad that you did. I, I was, it was surprising. Um, yeah, I was, I was like, gosh, you know, do, do, do they have to ask? They should just tell me, hey, I'm coming on your show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, don't, yeah, be, don't be so yeah. humble. Uh, no, but it's just, it I was, it was nice. I should have said that yeah. we're coming on the show. Yeah, we're coming on the show next yeah, week or something like that. Down. Yeah, I was like, hey, we're here. We need to talk about our product. I'm like, sure, no problem. But no, I really want to thank you for that. I, I appreciate that for reaching out and everything. And then um, I hope our communication, you know, goes back and forth. And, you know, I hope that there's more product coming because <laughs> I want some product, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just me. Um, what do you all, I know that you cook with your barbecue, of course, your barbecue sauce. Um, is there a favorite dish that you have or that you make? Um, oh boy. I, I'm go, I, you see, I'm, I'm, I told you I was going to ask questions. So I, I ate a lot of barbecue sauce before I met Andy. Okay. And that is even ramped up. So, oh, man. I mean. I, we call these people heavy users. Yeah. Heavy users. <laughs> <laughs> people who sell things like heavy users. Right. Yes. 
in general. Right. So what are you what are you making? I so last night I actually made um, just a simple some simple chicken. Um, I think I think we did it was a stuffed chicken breast. Um, it was actually the recipe that I posted um, last week. I made it last week and I made it again last night. Cool. But it was a, a stuffed chicken breast with. Um, some asparagus and some cheddar cheese. And I mean, it was a super simple recipe. It takes about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to make, but I, there's probably maybe two days a week that I don't eat something with barbecue sauce. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. Okay. So, yeah, last night was- I, I am mad at you about that. <laughs> I, not... I mean, we've, we've been making pizzas. We've been making barbecue uh, chicken pizzas. We've been making- um, Yeah, the pizza, people who use this stuff with uh, pizza are super enthusiastic about mm -hmm. it. So really? I would, yeah. If you're a pizza yep. maker at home, I would- that was Definitely my first thought that. with this hickory bourbon. I was like, oh, man, that would be perfect on a pizza. Wow. Yep. A little bit of cheddar cheese, some cilantro. So, Nate, that uh, recipe that you uh, that you mentioned, is that the one that is on the website? That oh, is. So okay. All the recipes. So we've been, yeah, we've been posting our own recipes. Uh, we've just been getting kind of rolling with that. But cool. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been working with some different groups um, in, you know, recipe creation. Some of them are just, um, you know, old home um, you know, recipes that I've used or that, you know, my family's used, uh, things like that. Um, we've been trying to get a little bit more creative in, you know, what, you know, you can use barbecue sauce with. Um, when we were actually, so we did a, a show uh, a couple weeks now ago, probably about a month ago, uh, the Cook Me Vegan show. Okay. Um, which is also out of uh, Minneapolis. Um, and we actually made a uh, tofu black garlic, uh, it was, we called it the, the Asian Zing salad. Okay. So it was, you know, it, a full vegan, you know, uh, vegetarian salad with the black garlic sauce. Nice. Um, so, you know, there's a bunch of these uses that we've been, you know, that I've been trying out that, um, you know, I'll look at traditional recipes that, you know, might cause, call for, you know, ranch or, you know, something else. And I'll be like, you know, why, why can't you use barbecue sauce? Right. For that, you know? Exactly. So, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the experimentation with that has been, you know, recipes I find online and it's like, you know what, that sounds like it'd be great with barbecue sauce. And put your own spin on it and yeah. use the barbecue sauce and find other ways um, to, to use it. Definitely. Yeah. Brad. Yeah. Honestly, I uh, I didn't even, I didn't make the Asian Zing salad before I went on, on their show and right. I just, you know, I thought that, you know, it sounded really good and um, I was I was a little worried that it wasn't gonna work out and it wasn't gonna taste good. Come on, gonna, man, it's barbecue and they were sauce. They're gonna laugh at me. And <laughs> it's, it's barbecue sauce. I said, I said, it's barbecue sauce. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be great on anything. Exactly. So uh, yeah, we, we made it and um, yeah, it was spectacular. It was a great it was a great recipe. That's so that cool. One's on, uh, yeah, that's on the website as well. Sweet. Uh, I love the well, you know that was one of the first ones I looked at the the um, cheddar stuffed chicken and I was like. Okay, I guess I never thought about using barbecue sauce and everything, but um, you know, if you're doing the chicken, why not? And then you know, put it as a bit of a as a as a garnish or on top. And did we say where we can find those recipes at? Uh, we did not yet. I was just about to ask these yes. gentlemen: Are there is there social media that you would like to mention to our there uh, is we'd love to audience? Um, sure. Yeah. So all of our recipes are posted on Friday. Um, just with the food show, we are going to be posting our recipe of the week uh, today instead. Um, but we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, all three of those platforms have our recipes. Um, and then usually they direct um, just because of how Instagram works and their um, ability to link uh, websites. Right. Um, it will send you to our actual web page and you can see our full list of recipes there. Cool. Um, so we probably have about, I don't know, eight to 10 recipes at this point. but. Um, that'll be an ongoing thing, so we'll try to try to get some creativity in there and and work some new uh, some new flavors into 
you know, what we're working with with the sauce. So. Please do, please yeah. do. So Andy here. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not very creative. Uh, <laughs> yes, you are. Says Hello. The, says the small business well, owner. Exactly. He's shipping internationally. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me just be more specific than uh, I'm not very creative in the recipe department. Okay. Yep, I understood. So it's great that Nate is, is helping me out here and making things happen because I tend to use it for pretty straightforward purposes. Like when I started smoking meat, which is pretty much when this business started, I had not, I cooked out a lot and blah, 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 but I had not been technically smoking meat. So I started very simply and I still have as my main the fallback is chicken thighs mm. and I had I didn't even have a technically have a smoker but I used an old Weber and I just put the thighs on one side so it was an indirect heat mm -hmm. and then just threw some um, on the charcoal I just had some uh, hickory I think well applewood or hickory there to create the smoke and then I just read how long it's supposed to take and and then now ultimately I did buy a little Weber smoker which Again, it's not an expensive thing. You don't need to be spending thousands of dollars. I mean, it literally would cost me like $200. I think I bought it second hand from yep. this guy. Wow. And it would have been 300 so I saved sure. $100. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. No, but the point is it's simple. There's not, there's no bells or whistles or anything like that. It's, it has two levels. It has a pan that holds water that keeps the moisture in yep. there. And then with the chicken thighs, again, it's so simple. Anybody... Can do it there's no mm -hmm. mystery here i mean i've screwed up other things but the chicken is pretty hard you know you i just do a dry rub of the spices that i want to have on it i don't mm -hmm. put any barbecue sauce on it and it's a two hour process it's about 200 200 to 225 fahrenheit uh for two hours you can't even forget that i mean it's too mm -hmm. i mean it's so simple and yeah. um and then i don't the sauce comes at the end i do i usually um they use it simply as a dipping sauce. I don't even get involved with putting it on the chicken when it's on the smoker. Okay. Maybe because I'm lazy or I don't know. I could. I mean, some in, some people don't like sauce on, on meat. On it, yeah. yeah. I found that kind of interesting too. I'm like, can you know that I'm hearing the Masco question? Can I have the barbecues off? on the side? Yeah, on the side. I was well, like, okay. I love that because yeah. then you can use as much or as little as you as want, like. and then the. The, the rub that you put on whatever it is that you're That's grilling. Your flavor. Yeah, you, you get, get to really taste that flavor. You get that hit and then it's, I don't know. Then you also, you don't have to worry about burning it either. But of course, right. if you're on a smoker, probably you're it's not going to burn, burn it. <laughs> but you could. I mean, I, I, I burned pretty much everything at one point. But so I'm I'm the uncreative guy using it as a dipping sauce, basically. Uh, even <laughs> with ribs, <laughs> because I do like a, a dry rub on the ribs. I, I make, I keep them moist and use a spray bottle, but I don't use any sauce uh, during the process. And then I have it right there on my plate. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yep. So anyway, I'm not, I'm uh, one of the things I want to stress is that anybody can do this stuff. You don't need the big setup, but you always see ads for, you know, $2,000 grills and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't need it at all. No. You can go on Craigslist and you can buy a grill for 10 yep. bucks. Find a used Weber and then there's, <laughs> You just do a Google search on how to convert a Weber to a smoker, yeah, and it's, exactly. all you need is tinfoil. Yeah, and that's it. You were Super in what, the Minneapolis uh, Grill Group. What's the uh, on Facebook? Oh, I think it's can, a it's a nationwide thing. I think there's I can't remember. I'm in a couple of them. What, there's there's just one that I saw that uh, I think you can buy and sell grills that I mean they're they're cheap. Oh they're, yeah, you know yeah. used grills that you can you know get secondhand that you know they're refinished or people right. are, you know yeah and with the gas the gas grill craze that's hit the nation uh 
over the past, I don't know how many years, 20 years, especially, uh, you can buy a charcoal grill for nothing. And still and nothing. work it. And it's, to me, if I want to cook with gas, that'll be inside. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not very interesting stuff. I know, you know, the reasons why people use it, and I'm not going to too negative to me it's like the cooking the smoking or grilling outside it, that the fun part is the the coal the real fire yep. that you're looking at and, it, and it's the heat and the i don't know the whole adventure is to me is gone if yep. it's gas there's so, got to be something still in our dna primally with cooking meat over fire outside it's real yep yeah <laughs> Brad, I want to ask, uh, you know, there was a reason why I invited you to be on. Oh, I knew it. Of course. I knew it. We need to talk about Well, yeah. Um, so I've been sitting and listening and staring at these bottles of barbecue sauce. <laughs> My mind has just been running wild. And, and that oh. is the reason, the exact same reason why <laughs> I was like, so I'm, I'm, staring, uh, at yes, this, I'm exactly. staring at this hickory bourbon right here. And I'm thinking, you know, people that don't own smokers um, but want to get that smoke flavor on your meat, if you have a barbecue sauce that has that smoke flavor in there, your oven is all you need, mm -hmm. especially with something Great like point. chicken thighs that are, you know, it's really, it, I mean, shout out to dark meat, by the way. Um, but chicken thighs are, are delicious <laughs> and... You know, everyone, I'm some people, that alone, hey, <laughs> yeah, you better leave it alone. Some people don't like dark meat, but anyways, Family dark meat is good. <laughs> yes, uh, but it's, it's so, it's such a juicy piece of meat. It's, it's not, it's, it's especially with the chicken or with turkey, things like that. It's just, there's so much flavor packed in there. You can just cook that till it's done in the oven, throw a little barbecue sauce on there and you're getting that same flavor. Um, oh yeah. I mean, you know, for it, an yeah. event that we did uh, a month or so ago, I didn't chicken in i had a lineup of crock pots and i just that's how it cooked sure. I just threw the chicken in there and yep. uh, and the, it took probably three or four hours i don't know how but it was simple i mean yeah. and you get the whole flavor thing everyone loved the stuff and yep. you didn't have to it was it, yeah yeah, yeah th there's ways to do it simply um so i mean i'm very intrigued by that um but if you want to, if you're asking me about my favorite barbecue yeah. recipes, I don't know how much I can reveal with my secrets. Lord. I'm teasing. Uh, well, I mentioned earlier that I got guy. those ribs. <laughs> yeah, I've got those ribs thawing out. Um, and I mean, the way the way I do it is I I smoke the the whole rack whole. I don't I don't cut it up or anything. And I have a I bought a very cheap offset smoker on clearance, like hmm. ridiculously cheap, and it's. You don't need anything complicated to actually produce good barbecue. All right. Um, like like uh, Andy was saying, smoke it low and slow for a few hours till it's done. And I like to finish it with barbecue sauce on a hot grill. So I, I usually take it off the smoker, put it on the Weber, mm. flip it over each side, baste it with a little bit of sauce. Just get some quick caramelization, and then off it goes. Um, I mean, that's my favorite, 100% favorite barbecue sauce recipe. Um well, barbecue recipe, but yes. I do it all. I've done chicken wings. Um, I've done whole chickens. I've done Cornish hens. Um, again, plugging my buddy's farm out west. Uh, he, he has 60, 70 chickens right now. And I've been out there several times to pick my own chicken and, okay. and uh, butcher my own chicken. So, I mean, I've got chicken as fresh as you can get it right. um, that I've smoked. And I love, you know, sauces with bourbon in it. I make a bourbon glaze with like some... You know, you, you know, you saute off some garlic, add a little bourbon, add a little molasses, some maple syrup, reduce it to a glass, and just spoon it over the last 20 minutes on the smoker. Beautiful. Delicious. July so 4th is coming up in the next few months. Listen, and, the, uh, face, the Facebook event is already drafted. I, oh, okay. We're going to do a cookout. I, I'm, yeah. just, I'm yep. just checking. Yep. We've, yeah, I've got checking. a line on some. Uh, I actually just bought, oh, it was probably close to 100 pounds of pork from a farm uh, out by my buddy's farm. Oh, really? That, that, that was the connection with him. Okay. Um, so it's like, you know, locally raised, 
pork. I know there's no like USDA defined definition of locally raised, but it came from a farm an hour west. So get at me. Anyways, uh, I've got a bunch of that stuff in my chest. No freezer. fighting here. I got a bunch of that stuff in my chest freezer and, uh, you know, I can't wait to, to break it out on the grill. And like I said, at the beginning of the show, I mean, ingredients make all the difference. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, you know, I've personally, you know, if I, I, and I'll stand on this, if you were to blindfold me and put a chicken breast that came from a factory farm and a chicken breast that came from my buddy's farm, I would absolutely be able to tell you the of difference course. in taste, smell, and texture. Um, I made, I think I talked about this last time, but mm -hmm. I, I kind of made the choice uh, five years ago to stop buying meat from chain stores. And I only get meat from locally sourced places. Places, right. Um, makes all the difference. You maybe spend an extra dollar a pound, maybe $2 a pound. It makes all the difference. Makes mm -hmm. all the difference. Then pair that with a nice locally made barbecue sauce and man, right. we're cooking. Going back to barbecue sauce, and where, yes. what stores can we find it at? I mean, I know we could definitely look on your, on the website and everything because there's a full list. Uh, yes. But what are some ones that so, can you that you might suggest that people are very familiar with? It all began uh, at the Natural Food Co-ops. Nice. So like, over here, that would be Mississippi Market, which is right up the street from right the radio down, station. Yep, right up the street. <laughs> and the uh, like Lake Winds and Co-ops, which also have three stores in the Metro and the Wedge. Um, but pretty much every co-op in the Upper Midwest, you will find the product. The new products are just starting to move in and uh, uh, I can tell you right now the Lakewinds has all of the products that we make including our we have one product that we made in the fall uh, with locally grown tomatoes so it's uh, called the harvest edition classic has a green label so that's the fifth product that isn't in front of us here um, but the co-ops were the core of the business and still are radically important they are the most uh, aware or they're the most functional in terms of really getting on board with local entities such as ours and are really, you know, taking, you, you, I would say being, uh, looking at their mission statement and actually living it, doing it. Because they are, they, nice. most stores are, you know, they'll say local this and that, but you're not going to get the responsiveness that you're going to get at, at, for example, I'll plug them, the Lakewinds Co-op group is, always makes an extra effort and it's incredibly powerful for small or businesses such as ours we got into the whole foods markets um they were opening a few it was good good timing on, on my part when or not it wasn't my responsibility but the whole foods were opening new stores when we were starting this business basically so we got into a few of those and now we're in all 50 i think 54 of them in the upper midwest region um, then we're in Lunds and Barley's, we're in Kowalski's, uh, we're in a bunch of hy stores. We're just about to get into Cub, I guess awesome. that was approved this week. Um, so we're pretty, pretty available, I would wow. say, but and, wow. and we're, I'm missing a whole bunch and I'm sorry. But, but definitely <laughs> you could, you could always go to their website as well, which is triple crown com, and find out, uh, you know, all the different locations that, uh, the barbecue sauces are available at um and of course we're online like yes everyone else so the amazon and, and through our website as well so people who aren't in the area or who just want to buy that way it's there right that's so cool including gallons for the super heavy users um so you can actually purchase the gallons is it just yes. so we have to uh, do, through the website correct yeah or, okay they're, they're there all right and, and we have some 
We we sell a ton of that through there. It's uh it's the one thing that isn't in a glass bottle, so it actually travels quite well. There you go. <laughs> nice. And so will that also include the new ones as well or I don't know yet. Okay. Actually. Um, we we have the classic and the cayenne in that configuration, but frankly just getting these in the glass bottles was an achievement. So we'll okay. see. I wouldn't be surprised All right. if that happens sometime this year. So yeah. stay tuned. I yes. know. Big things Always coming. Always stay tuned. <laughs> Always coming. Exactly. <laughs> coming soon or whatnot. But we'll also be, I'm just thinking about some stuff. We're, uh, the Art of World event we're going to be a part of. So the, we're, we do some events to reach out to new people in the community. So the Art of World is coming up next month so in cool. Northeast Minneapolis. Uh, and then the Stone Arch Bridge Festival we're also going to be at this summer. That's going to be fun. Um we have, I'm trying to stay on target and yeah. everything like that too and keep everybody because everyone's so busy today. One, I want to thank you all so much for being here. Uh, you know, I know we were talking about it's like, gosh, is uh, how the, the time is going to go by so quickly and we're sitting here and just talking. You're right. I told you, <laughs> you know, exactly. We look, I honestly, I looked up and I was like, oh, okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> Let me get things back in order here. <laughs> but gentlemen, you know, we're about to end the show. We're almost near the top of the hour. Any last words? One, I, again, I want to say thank you all very much for coming, all three of you. Yeah, so thank you. Um, anything that you want to share to the audience and just let them know or anyone plug just to reiterate um the thoughts about food quality and when you are shopping that um if you're paying not much for something you're probably not getting much mm. so in if you're investing in the quality of your food you're not only investing in the quality of the meal that you're going to create but you're investing in your health and well-being at the same time <laughs> so you know there's sticker shock out there but um i would say just Read deep and make the purchase. Understood. <laughs> Understood. Nate? Yeah, and I mean, following up on that, I mean, I guess I've, I have Andy to thank for this, but um, I mean, even even in the short time I've been working with him, uh, I mean, I've noticed, I mean, right away that my consciousness of my eating habits um, changed. And, you know, when you're, when you're buying kind of those, those better, those quality products, I mean, like you said, there's that sticker shock, but, you know, I, I stopped going out to eat as much. I stopped... Um, you know, spending all this money on, on fast food and cooking at you know, home. Yeah. And I started, you know, cooking, trying new recipes, you know, I was, I was making these things that, you know, I'd never tried before. Um, and so I, you know, I learned so much more about the food and I found that, you know, I could buy this, you know, higher quality, you know, the meats, you know, like Brad had mentioned or, you know, whatever it is, the produce or, you know, the organic, bananas or, you know, things like that. And, you know, I was saving a ton of money on going out to eat, you know, to eat these, better products that were you know better for me mm -hmm. so um yeah with that yeah thank cool. you so much wesley for having us on this oh been, certainly this brad fantastic oh i have too much to say always um, but parting parting thoughts again i'll reiterate ingredients make all the difference um any any price increase at the front end you pay way more for lower quality ingredients in the mm -hmm. long run for your health for everything um you'll find that when you have better ingredients and you're eating better food You'll be in better health. You're in better spirits. Your mood is better. I mean, you have to eat every day. It might as well be good. Exactly. Gosh, gentlemen, again, I really want to thank you all so much for being here. Um, this has been a wonderful experience. Um, honestly, my first time having a brand come in and talk about willing to talk about their product. So thank you again very much. You're welcome. <laughs> thank we had, you. We had a great time. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, 
Friends out there, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I am here every Saturday at 10 a.m. Um, just know that, uh, you know, I love doing this. So, you know, this show is about the community, about different foods. I know that we didn't talk about a restaurant uh, or places to go today, but it was important for me to ta- have an opportunity to talk about a brand, one that is it's organic, it's, you know, vegan. I mean, everything that's associated with this product is, is speaks to uh, you know what this show is about, as well as what we prov- what we talk about. So, thanks again so much for being here. I really do appreciate it, and we have now come to the end of the show. Um, until next time, folks. <laughs> this is your unbougie foodie <laughs> giving you a send off. <laughs> have a good one. Sit down with the unbougie food day.